0: Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is NBA writer for ESPN, Baxter Holmes. Baxter is today one of the top writers on the NBA for ESPN, and previously was the Los Angeles Lakers beat reporter for ESPN. Prior to formally joining ESPN, Baxter was with the Boston Globe and LA Times, covering a range of topics from entrepreneurship to sports. You can also find his work in Esquire magazine now and then. His article, The NBA's Secret Addiction, led him to a prestigious James Beard Foundation Media Award, the top honor in the culinary industry. Baxter, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Great. So I, I would I would suggest to our listeners first that if they have not yet read uh, your article, The NBA's Secret Addiction, they they press pause and go ahead and do it now. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It's fascinating. Uh, as you said, it's it's now I, I think considered award winning. Um, let me just try and read an excerpt here, uh, and I'll try and do it justice with my own little dramatic reading here. But there's some <laughs> brilliant brilliant writing in here that I think you probably had a lot of fun constructing. So let me just read a quick excerpt so that my the audience here can understand uh, uh, the premise of the article. You you had written quote. But the Cavaliers fare far better with their fare, serving themselves twenty artisanal PB and J's prior to tip off, with homemade grape and raspberry jelly, as well as almond butter and banana and peanut butter and banana sandwiches. The power of the PB and J being wielded as a form of asymmetric nutritional warfare. So, so Baxter, that was. uh, I, I guess my question is, how has your life changed? since you wrote that article other than the fact that anytime you google your name it's it's accompanied by pb and j but how has your life changed with uh an article that that you know i I think it was kind of one of those ones that went viral set the internet on fire it's still being talked about today etc
1: yeah um i mean first i'll say that i never imagined that it would be go viral that it would be as as popular as it was you know the, the the weeks after that story was posted I was uh you know swamped with interviews um and all kinds of requests and people wanted to talk about it. My phone just didn't stop going off um it was uh, you know I've never written anything that has received that much reaction and it and it really has continued you know there was a stretch, and uh I guess today you know continues it as well where I've heard about that story probably almost every single day since i've written it, and it's been more than a year um in some form or fashion if it was receiving an email a tweet um you know a note from somebody you know being introduced to somebody and hearing you know oh yeah i read that story you wrote or whatever the case may be um and then you know winning a james beard award was uh incredibly surreal um and just something i never anticipated and even you know when espn was kind enough to let me attend the awards, even though it was in the middle of the playoffs and when i was standing up on stage receiving the medal uh I just I I couldn't believe it. Uh, still can't believe it. And so I mean, it, it's hard to put into words. It's uh, you know I I kind of joke to some people now that if I were to depart this earth tomorrow, the pe- peanut butter and jelly store would be fairly high up in my obituary, and it <laughs> might be on my it might make my tombstone, in
0: fact. <laughs> it's uh you know, you come a long way from Oklahoma to receiving uh, a, a culinary or uh industry media award. Um I, I couple of curious questions. Do you feel uh, you know, do you feel pressure to produce another piece? I mean, you're very well accomplished, you have a loyal following online. Anyone that you do an ounce of research on you and people clearly enjoy. Uh, the coverage that you provide uh to n b a fans and 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 beyond um but that you know that article it it kind of transcended sports mm-hmm. um you know it's perhaps one of the more eccentric articles written about the n b a uh, it it's it there's moments of tongue in cheek there's moments of seriousness. You know addressing um psychology and control and consistency and comfort and right. <laughs> you know you talk about it, it's like heroin sex cocaine and you, you you read that and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but at the same time you're like wow you know what that, that kind of is so um do, do you feel pressure to you know kind of produce that type of um you know hit or home run if you will or 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 is it just you're happy that you did you know
1: it, it it's a really interesting question you know on on one level i want all my stories to um be home runs now i certainly can't control the level of you know going viral is kind of an interesting thing right it's 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 not something that you necessarily have a ton of control over um all you can really do is you know try to write the best story that you can you know you try to get the most interesting information the most unique information that people can't get anywhere else you know report it to the fullest, write it in an interesting, compelling way that makes people want to stick around for the full story. And then, you know, you there's the it's in a lot of other people's hands at that point, you know, maybe how it's designed or promoted or what other news happens that day, and sometimes mm-hmm. if the stars align, um it can go viral and and that's it. Um I was, I feel tremendously fortunate that that one did. Uh I don't know that I feel pressure to maybe re- to to do something that will hit at that level again that's such a unique uh it was such a unique thing that happened with that story and that story is fairly fairly unique in and of itself so i don't necessarily um i don't necessarily expect to do something like that again but i i i want to write stories you know in general that are all um successful to some degree that people enjoy reading that they talk about you know whatever the case may be mm-hmm. um and uh, popularity being yeah. a measure
0: for having you know reached people uh and and you know piqued their curiosity and 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 everything how how did you come across this story i know you know the nexus of the story is uh, kevin garnett of the boston celtics in 2008 yeah. during a championship run uh you know uh, f- started eating peanut butter and jellies but uh how was this the story first introduced to you
1: Sure. So I was an intern at the Boston Globe in the summer of 2008 when the Celtics were in the finals against the Lakers. And I remember reading or hearing about that summer that uh, Kevin Garnett was making the team eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and was really (laughs) serious about it. And I thought it was kind of interesting, um, quirky, whatever the case may be. About five years later, uh, when I became a full time beat writer at the Globe, no less, uh, they hired me back to cover the Celtics uh, full time. I remember traveling around the league and everywhere I went in NBA locker rooms, I saw peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I, I thought like, this is kind of unusual. And, you know, there's so much money in sports science and sports nutritionists and dietitians and everything else. And yet there's this like really cheap sandwich, you know, it's kind of a childhood snack that's in every single locker room. I wonder why that is. And uh, I asked my editor, then editor, uh, Henry Abbott, who's amazing, if I could look into it. And he immediately said yes. And uh, it just kind of went off from there, and um you know i again i the the editors were very excited with the material that i was you know I'd keep them updated on stuff I was finding, which seemed to get more and more eccentric by the day really um every time I'd interview somebody, it was you know this material was really interesting, and then they took it from there in terms of you know they had a really elaborate photo shoot um and with a great studio and you know there was, tons of great artwork that went with it and the display in the magazine was awesome. And then we sent it out to the world and, uh, it just caught fire. Like, you know, nothing I've ever done. And, you know, <laughs> it'll be hard to top that one for sure.
0: Yeah. What other, uh, are there any other kind of unconventional or peculiar, uh, you know, uh, eating habits that you've seen, you know, in your, uh, I think at least a year decade plus of, of being around locker rooms Um, imagine you, 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 you don't want to name any names, but uh, you know, what, what else have you seen out there that, that has, you know, raised an eyebrow?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, if guys are superstitious, you know, as mentioned in the article, so it depends a lot player to player, you know, sometimes you'll see guys eating, you know, candy before the games, like Skittles or, you know uh, just various things like that in which they will be kind of chided by some of the veteran players who were like, what are you, you know, what are you doing eating that? Uh, I've noticed coffee. Uh, You know, I, there's so many, you know, energy drinks and energy shots and everything like that, but I've noticed that uh, coffee is particularly popular amongst a lot of the guys. Um,
0: Hmm.
1: I'm trying to think, Uh, I mean, the, the, the food in general, one of my colleagues I think had written about this, but food in general in the NBA has become a much more curated type of experience. They're hiring teams are hiring better, more noted um, and successful chefs. Um, They're really it's it's they're really upping the the quality of the catering um, that they're providing to these players. So the meals that you see before games and after games are really quite good. Whereas some in the league will tell you that as of you know a decade ago, uh teams might be lucky to get a, you know any kind of meal at all um but now i mean it is really it is really elite cuisine um that they're being fed before and after games mm.
0: so now that you've written this piece here I, I this is a very important question here when does a pb and j no longer have the right to be called a pb and j because here's i think a pb and j it's got to be peanut butter. In either grape strawberry or raspberry jelly maybe we can get away with some 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 apricot <laughs> just banana and almond stuff to call it a pb and j i mean we, <laughs> like
1: yeah yeah you know
0: i i think we're, we're getting to a point where uh their other foods are are streamlining off the brand of pb and j and you know in an illegal way yeah
1: no i understand what you're saying it's uh it's and especially if you go to some of the cities, you know, like we're Cleveland, where they're doing like almond butter and, you know, organic preserves and banana, or um I think in, in Milwaukee, they, you know, you could get like marmalade and Nutella. Uh Yes, there's the, you know, the, the, the term PB&J is becoming, you know, kind of much broader. It's more about um just the notion of like some kind of fruit and some kind of nut butter. Uh And that's. You know, and then that becomes it. Uh, It is, it's in, it's, that was one thing that really kind of surprised me was the variety, um, even the way it was prepared, you know, uh, crust, no crust, toasted, untoasted. You know, if it's cut a certain way, if it's, you know, this kind of jelly, this kind of jam. Also, the divide, the people who like strawberry hate grape and vice versa. I just, it was amazing to hear them talk about that that way. Like, they're, people are really devoted to one or the other, creamy, chunky, you know, whatever the case may be. I was, that was impressive.
0: <laughs> I think that, that extends all the way down to my, my daughters as well. Uh, mm. if, I, I, if I get crunchy peanut butter, there's a revolt in our house as well. Um, well, I know that you're very busy. You're, we're in the midst here of the, uh, the NBA finals. Um, do you have any predictions?
1: Um, I mean, I, I predict, I'm going to make the safe call and predict the Warriors will win again, um, barring any anything unforeseen health wise. Uh, They are the greatest team of the modern era, um, and may well. You know, I don't. I don't know how long this dynasty that they're, you know, appearing to put together may last, but there's no signs of it slowing anytime soon um they're really incredible and as noted in that story they are big fans of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um and i see them I, see, I still see them in the locker room after every game and buy the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches there's always a uh a like pack of bananas or i don't even know what the plural term is for a bunch of bananas i guess is what it's <laughs> referred to um and it's, which makes me think they're doing the old the elvis style of peanut uh, pb and j with uh, a banana slices on so anyway.
0: Are there any teams that don't have the PB and J going? I, I I was almost counting as I went through your article, and I mean, I, I don't I don't know if anyone's paying attention to teams like the Charlotte Bobcats this year, but uh, are is it is it that ubiquitous that every team is doing this? It almost seemed that way because you know players spread through yeah. free agency and the like.
1: I don't know of a team that isn't doing it. Um... And there were, I don't even think we were able to mention every team, you know, like somebody told me afterwards that Charlotte, um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, Charlotte likes to grill their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I was like, oh really? That's interesting. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, so I did, that's a, a short sure answer. I don't know of a team that isn't doing it. I can't think of a locker room I've been in where I haven't seen it, um, But again, like it's going to come in various degrees, right? Like not every team is going to be as serious as Milwaukee and do like a peanut butter and jelly buffet with all kinds of jams and jellies and nut butters and Nutella and different kinds of bread and stuff. Um, Some teams may be more subtle uh, than that, but it is, you know, it is a staple of the NBA. And I don't know, you know, someone was quoted saying in the piece, I don't know, if that is ever going to change.
0: Yeah. Well, the article is the NBA's secret addiction. Uh, really recommend all our listeners to read it. it. It's about peanut butter and jelly, but it really isn't. Uh, there's, it you know, touches on nutrition science. Um, you know, the idea of food as comfort, um, all wrapped up in a, a highly entertaining and and, and readable article. Uh, so go ahead and Google it, the NBA Secret Addiction. And Baxter, how can folks follow you? I think it's at Baxter on Twitter. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, just at Baxter on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a fairly unique name. So if, if people are trying to find my work, I don't think they're going to be competing with too many other Baxter Holmes uh, folks out there to to find it. So my byline is fairly – is. is <laughs> It's really singular, so it's easy to find
0: that stuff. <laughs> and you scooped up an a easy-to-remember Twitter handle as well. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing uh, the sports world and beyond uh, such a cool, entertaining, and informative article. And uh, enjoy the NBA Finals as they progress. And, and uh, best of luck in, in finding the next kind of uh, – you know lifting the veil of secrecy on on kind of the next quirky habit maybe that's out there and if it's about food we'd love to have you back on again to talk about it
1: yeah absolutely um i actually had a story in may that um was about how obsessed the nba is uh or the booming obsession i should say with wine um which was about as much fun as you can have working on a story that was that was a real treat but yeah i uh it's it's been fun dabbling in the in the culinary world for a minute um and uh you know i've learned a lot and it's been great so but anyways yes thank you for having me so much i really appreciate it
0: you're welcome take care guys thank you for joining us on just a taste of chef's best production join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing retail and production in the food and beverage industry you can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more